Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast. Whether you're watching on YouTube or checking out the podcast, please share it with someone else who will find this edifying to their own soul. Today, we're going to be talking about the hold up to freedom. What's the hold up? So as an uh, ex-LGBTQ person, walking out of that and trying to be uh, uh, set free and no longer bound to the shackles of maybe lust or same-sex attraction, whatever those struggles are, it's not just those two, it's an array of things that we're trying to let go that that we're asking God to remove from us so that we look more like his son, Jesus Christ, so that we're walking in that freedom, right? So when we're thinking about those things that we're trying to let go, what's the holdup with it? And I think a lot of the times, Um, it comes down to our relationship. Now, before you tune me off, listen up. Okay. When it comes down to our relationship with God, we just are so good at, uh, wanting it now, wanting answers. Now I'm going to give God five, 10 minutes of my day or maybe a whole hour, but it's structured into the rest of our day to where we're putting God in a box. Now I'm not saying that it's wrong to necessarily do that to say, okay, uh, I'm going to spend this first hour with God. But when you don't infuse him into every area of our lives, the whole day, just talking to him the whole day, you know, you could be in the car and just be like, you know, God, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Like, I love you. Thank you for your presence. Whatever it is, um, we can be stunted in our growth when it comes to that transformation that we're long seeking. Okay. So it comes down to our relationship with God, but another key aspect to it is seeking, um, revelation from someone else, seeking someone else's knowledge of God, revelation of God, and thinking that that will sustain us. Let me tell you something. Now, if God is not real to you, like truly real to you, you will always waver and rest in your feelings and emotions straight up. You will. So we go to church and we hear this amazing message and we're on fire and the pastor is talking about good stuff and he's giving us revelation. He's giving us examples, um, um, from his or her life. And that's awesome. God has given them revelation. So that thing is so deep on the inside of them. They know that they know that they know whatever it is. Okay. And so we're so used to just feeding off of that thinking that that will, uh, that, that, that is our revelation and it's not someone else's revelation is not our revelation. If we do not have our own revelation of who God is, and we only get that by spending true time with him, genuine time with him, we will always waver. I speak to so many ex LGBTQ and like, Jessica, I'm struggling. I'm finding it hard to like deal with my thoughts. I'm finding it hard to this. Okay. My first question is, well, how is your relationship with God? What do you, what is your day look like? How is your day structured? And it seems to me every single time people are not putting God first. So let's just use an analogy. Okay. You get a boyfriend or a girlfriend. What do you do? You are head over heels in love with this person. You want to spend all the time in the world with them on the phone with them. You're thinking about them. You're talking about them. That's the way it needs to be with God. Otherwise you will always be up and down in your feelings and, and emotions. We cannot rely on churches, sermons, events, retreats, um, um, programs to sustain us. We have to have that direct revelation from God. How do we do that? It's learning how to be still in God and spend time with him 
and letting him give us that revelation. But the problem with that is we don't want to sit there and rest in his presence. Why? Because he's not always talking. That's what we're thinking, right? Man, I sat here for 20 minutes. All I hear is the birds chirping, right? And it's making me what? Frustrated. I'm getting frustrated because I don't hear from God like everyone else hears from God. It's not fair. You know what? I'm about to go out and go to Chick-fil-A. I'm about to go out and go to Taco Palenque, whatever it is, um, because, you know, we get bored. We get frustrated being still and meditating on the things of God. It's boring. OK, until you begin to really develop that in your life. You have to push past your feelings. You have to push past that boredom and your thoughts and say, God, you know my heart. And all I want to do is to, to, to know you better. I want to know you the way these people in the Bible know you. Not the way my pastor knows you. I don't care about that. I want to know you the way these people in your word know you because you are telling me how close they are, were with you. You are telling me what I can gain when I imitate certain things that they do. Jesus reiterates these things. Paul reiterates these things. So we have to really begin to say, I'm not going to uh, get frustrated, but I'm going to push past my feelings. If you don't push past that and say, I'm going to spend time with God in spite of, you will never get anywhere. You will be a lukewarm Christian, uh, uh, waiting on and feeding on the next word, the next quotable, the next retreat, the next conference. And you will always be feeding yourself from a well that will always run dry. But if you drink from the well that Jesus gives, it will be like a bubbling brook, right? Coming up out of you. It will never run dry. How do we get that? By opening up the Bible and saying, God, I may not get this. I may not understand this, but teach me your ways. Teach me, make this word come alive on the inside of my heart. You may say, Jessica, I'm doing that. I'm trying it and it's not working. Well, keep doing it. Don't make it about works to where you're trying hard. And like, God, come on, tell me, give me revelation. I'm sitting here and I'm doing this. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We can't manipulate God. Just chill and just say, God, whether you say anything or not, I'm going to sit here in the presence because you're good, because you saved me, because you love me, because you have already done a work on the inside of me that I can't deny. And I'm so grateful and thankful. So if sitting here and listening to the birds chirp is all I'm going to get today, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit here because you have done so much for me. And you know what? If you did it for that person, if you healed that person, if you've done that for the other person, then what is the difference with me? You have to say, I am going to do that hard thing, that thing that us millennials don't like to do and, and, and crock pot our faith. God, this may take a while, but I'm going to sit here and stir the pot. This may take a while to cook up, but I'm going to sit here and worship you. Even if I don't get them goosebumps that everyone else be getting, I'm going to sit here and read your word. Even though I feel like I don't hear from you, I'm going to crock pot my faith. And at, I, I, I know that at some point in time, all of a sudden I'm going to start smelling that good aroma of some good food cooking. Something's going to start to happen. It's going to start to taste good. It's going to start to be, be something that we're feeding on because it's ready it's getting ready and, and and God is starting to fill us up and he's starting to renew our mind and we're starting to see these changes that we've always been asking for the pathway to peace is your posture the pathway to peace is your posture are you laid out prostrate uh, 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 in front of God on your knees not necessarily literally but your life as a whole 
Are you submitted totally to God or are you submitted to your flesh, your feelings, your boss, your pastor, your spouse, to where they become idols? All of that stuff will wither away. We have to have a posture of total surrender to only one God, the three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Come on, guys. We have to do the hard thing. And for those of us who um, are walking out, have walked out, been delivered uh, uh, from same-sex attraction, that lifestyle, we are the example that people are looking at. There was a point when you looked at people who said they were ex-LGBTQ and you were like, yo, they are really struggling real hard. I don't know if that works. But then you realize that God can do it and he began to do it for you. But because you were looking at someone else and you were seeing that the word quote unquote wasn't working for them, right? It kind of turned you off to God. It really made you question, is this possible? Is deliverance possible? Healing, is it possible? Because they more than likely, I mean, I don't know. I can only speak for myself and the people that I've spoken to. Oftentimes they weren't fully submitted to God. They weren't spending that time with him. He, they, he was not number one in their lives. So we are the example. I'm the example. And I have had times where people look at me and they go, yo, you're, you're struggling. Did God really do that for you? And it brings us sometimes to this place of shame. We aren't supposed to rest in shame. But what do I mean by that? Because when someone looks at you and says a comment like that, we have to look inward. And be true and honest with ourselves. No, I really haven't been spending much time with him. Yeah, I've been given into lust. I may not be acting on it, but I've been thinking about it a whole lot. I've been lusting with my eyes, lusting with my heart, right? I've been making other people idols in my life. I've been the person in the driver's seat, and I kind of kick God to the back. And we may not say these things to people. But I think, number one, if we're honest with ourselves and others, it brings freedom. If we're honest with ourselves and just say, you know what, I'm not where I need to be and I'm not really a good example right now to other people. God help me. I think that that is a good posture to have. When we could say to other people, I know God can do it, but I've been personally struggling. It's not God. It's me. I think that that right there is courage and strength and being vulnerable and being honest is, I mean, always good. It's always good because it gives clarity. It gives clarity. So when it comes down to our relationship with God, don't be fake and phony. Don't, don't try to lie to yourself about where you really are. If you really want to seek him, then seek him. You, you, you may get frustrated, but you know what? Keep pushing. Keep, keep moving forward. And God, he will transform. He will renew. Why? Because he will forgive us. He will forgive us. 
and say, I'm glad that you're coming back home. Let's start over. Let's go back to square one. I'm going to teach you how to hear my voice again because you've gotten off kilter. I want you to get back into the word. I want you to seek me. Take out everybody else and just seek me. And that's how we get to a place of freedom. The struggle is real, but the victory far surpasses that struggle. If we can push through and do what God is telling us to do, do what the word is telling us to do, we will find that place of victory because God shown up is good. Thank you for tuning in. Share this with someone. Like it. Subscribe. I love you guys.